manhunt. The clue of the contradicting confession that led to manhunt. No crime has been committed yet. No murder has been done yet. No manhunt has begun yet. More coffee, Andrew. No, tastes terrible. Just like the rest of the supper. Can't even cook, can you? That's enough, Uncle Andrew. You can't keep talking to my mother that way. I can talk to either of you any way I like. What can you do about it? Don't excite yourself, Andrew. You're a sick man. Don't, don't me, Tom. You're a doctor. Keep me well. Don't keep me quiet. It does me good coming out here for a visit. Just to look at the faces of my sister and her precious son. No, they hate me so. <laughs> we don't hate you, Andrew. We feel sorry for you. <laughs> you feel sorry for me. You paupers living on my land. Eating because of my charity. I said that's enough, Uncle Andrew. Why don't you do something about it then, my dear nephew? Maybe I have. Take away these dishes. Bad enough I have to eat that food without being reminded of it. Now I want to tell you that I've decided to take back this farm. What? I expect all of you off it by next week. You can't mean that. The farm is our only means of livelihood. And starve to death for all I care. I... Uh, Oh, Andrew. Oh, oh. Andrew, what's the matter? Tom. Tom, what's happened to him? I'm trying to find out, Molly. I don't know what's happened to him. All I know is your brother Andrew is dead. Manhunt. And the clue of the conflicting confession. That's where you are all the time, isn't it, Drew? Here in your laboratory. And I guess I can get romantic here as well as any place if I like. And I like. Didn't your mother ever tell you how wrong it was to be so forward? Yep, she did, and Mom sure was right. It isn't doing me a bit of good. It isn't doing me a bit of good, she says. What isn't? Hello, Bill. Say, I've got a report for you on the Andrew Winters autopsy. Death by poison. And the murderer wasn't taking any chances. Cut him enough to kill a horse. Well, that's that. We finally got a murder without any mystery down here at Homicide. Winters was rich, his sister was poor, and his only relative. He was visiting her farm. Never heard of a better motive or opportunity either. Hey, come on, I'm going to show you something. Such as what? Such as an old-fashioned detective sergeant getting results in an old-fashioned murder. Uh, Winter's sister, Molly Barton, is in my office. Oh? I bet I have a murder confession in an hour. Want to come? Okay. Uh, see you later, Pat. All right. You've been pretty smart when a murder was tricky, Mr. Drew Stevens. Now I want you to see a cop wrapping up a case in an hour. All right, Bill. I'm an agreeable guy. Come on in. And remember, I said I'd have a confession in an hour. Oh. oh. Don't get so jumpy, Mrs. Barton. I just want you to tell Mr. Stevens here what you just told me. There's nothing to tell. I I poisoned my brother. It's unkind to speak ill of the dead, but he was the meanest man in the whole world. He deserved to die. How did you do it, Mrs. Barton? And when? While I was preparing supper last night, I put some insect powder that we use on the farm into his food. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the poison we found all right, though. Insecticide. 
what to do with me. I alone am responsible for my brother's death. I poisoned him, and I'm glad I did. See, Drew, what did I tell you? Confession within an hour. I'll get it. Morton speaking, homicide. I'm sorry, Mr. Yeah. Barton. You realize uh-huh. what your confession means? Yes, I do. I wish I could say I'm sorry. Wait a minute. But I'm not. Hey, Drew. Uh-huh? Pick up that extension phone on the corner. Uh-huh. I want you to hear something. Uh, you, Mrs. Barton, wait out in that office then. All right. This one here? Yeah. I'll pick up the phone, Drew. Okay. I've got it. Listen to this. Hello? I'm still here. I want you to repeat what you just told me. Very well. My name is John Barton. My mother and I worked the farm where Andrew Winters was found dead this morning. I want to tell you that I'm responsible for his death. I murdered him. Bill, ask him how he did it. Okay. How did you murder Winters, Barton? I poisoned him with the insect killer we keep for our plants. I just called to tell you I'm coming down to give myself up. Goodbye. Well, you heard it. What do you think? I think you're doing very well, Bill. You not only got one confession to a murder in an hour, as you promised, you have two confessions. So what? They both were in on it, mother and son. I'll pin it on both of them. Say, look, there's a doctor in this case, isn't there? The one that had dinner at the Barton Farm last night? Sure, Dr. Morton. He's still at the Barton Farm. Lives there most of the time. He brought Mrs. Barton into the world. He was her best friend. See? It might be an idea for you and I to go up and see him. What for? We got two confessions to the murder. As soon as young Barton gets here, this case is closed. Ah, you know we've got to have evidence, Bill. We need a sample of that insecticide poison. Might look at the farm, too. Find out what grew Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Wizen's Law on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samford alongside producer Luke Vermeer. It was a barn burner, to say the least, in the nation's capital with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Not until overtime did they lead this ball game, and in double OT, they pull it out 39 39- 36 against the Ottawa Red Blacks, back to one point off the pace for first place in the CFL's East Division. Not only do they snap a three-game losing streak, pull to within a point of Ottawa, they also lock down a playoff spot in the uh, CFL's East Division with still, as I said, a shot at that number one position with Ottawa now facing the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in back-to-back contests. Hamilton closing out their season at home with a couple of games versus Edmonton next Friday and then the following weekend against the Alouettes. We're going to bust open the phones at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Let us know about your thoughts on tonight's wild and wacky game in Ottawa. You can do so on Twitter at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. We're going to name our fifth quarter fan of the night. So when you do call in, when you do tweet, when you do email, make it shine. Uh, we're also going to invite you to name your player of the game. There are a bunch of players on both teams that uh, I would not bat an eye at if they got a nomination tonight. There were a number of key contributors 
for both teams. All right, let's start at the top of the phone deck, and Dave is on the fifth quarter. Good evening, Dave. You don't know how good I feel right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, we finally got them. <laughs> that was Second a nail-biter. Quarterback, lots of injuries. We got them. We got them. We got them. Without, you know, just we got them. I mean, this is so good for the team. Hopefully this will be the spark that they need. Everybody will up their game. We still got a shot at it. Um, I'm giving, you're right, a lot of guys could have got the player of the game. But Mazzoli came through, made his mistakes. I, I admit it, but at the end of the day, he made some great plays. So he's your player of the game. He, he, he did just enough. Game. I admit there are guys that also played great, but to me, it all starts with the quarterback. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, sir. I'm uh, having a good time tonight. Have a good one. Enjoy your weekend, Dave. Yeah, I will now. All right, you can join the party as well, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Do you agree with Dave, Jeremiah Masoli, player of the game let us know you can email rick at 900 chml.com at rick samprin at am 900 chml on twitter back to the phones we go and uh, kevin is on the line hello kevin hi how are you doing rick good yourself good uh i don't want to take too much time but i'm glad that we got our two points yeah without a doubt that was a much needed victory considering what was on the line tonight very much needed very much needed um but uh i just uh, not to poop on the parade um here's what i'm hoping for um a replacement for mahar as our kicker <laughs> yeah okay i mean uh, like god bless him my god bless him at the, at the at the end of the day everybody's job ends but um you know i'm honestly thinking that there's somebody else out there that uh, we can pull off a practice roster or out of uh anywhere i don't know i i just don't know but uh he his he, his job is 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 on the line um okay we get we get his kick out uh, in overtime and that's great but he put us in a position which we should never never should have been changing the whole outcome of the third and fourth quarter you know missing on uh, field goals and extra attempts. He, he missed a 37-yard yep. field goal, and he yep. missed on uh, the extra point attempt, although yep. he was 4 of 5 tonight. And, yeah, he did kick a couple of field goals in overtime, and that biggie including the 38-yarder. But I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm a little perplexed. I mean, I don't know, but uh, I, I just – I he, he redeemed himself, at least right now. But uh, the easy kicks have to be made. It changes the outcome of the game, especially later later in the uh, third and fourth quarters. That that has to be. I don't know. I I, I would honestly, if I was Austin, look for a uh, kicker to come in and uh, balance out maybe some uh, practice time with him uh, before uh, our next game. So Brett Maher on field goals this season is uh, heading into this game. 30, mm-hmm. 33 of 40, so that's an 82 and a half I get uh, that. percentage. And yeah. a long of 58, which is a franchise record. Uh, yeah, I get that. But uh, when it comes to putting points on the board in a crunch, I don't know. Uh, okay. Hey, yeah, you're, talk- you're entitled to that opinion. I'm talking about just, let's just say, even only this evening's game. Only this evening's game. Who knows when he's going to shine? Who knows when he's going to hoof it? I don't know, right? Sure. Uh, it's a 50-50 shot on that. And the other one, too, again, um, no, again, I don't want to put uh, mud on the, the the coaching staff, but uh, with Orlando Steinauer's defense again, uh, we got our uh, behind kicked in uh, some ways here and there. 
Um, just don't know what the chemistry is going on. I know there's a lot of trouble back there with uh, injuries, different bodies coming in and coming out. Yeah. And uh, I, I just wish it was more more of a glue uh, between coaching staff, uh, offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, and then back up to Austin. Somehow we're missing a one link or two links, and then uh, you know we, we we'll be right there. We'll hmm. be right there. Hey, who's your player of the game? Uh, off of, right now, for sure, C.J. Gable. Uh, he, he he again showed his footwork. Put his, if he puts his shoulder down, he's got the man down. It's the second guy that takes him down. Uh, and he had great footwork and a great dive for his touchdown. So mm-hmm. my player of the game is C.J. Gable. Excellent. Thanks for the call, Kevin. Okay, bye-bye. Have a good one. Hopefully C.J. Gable's okay. He was uh, off the field and suffering a shoulder injury. Uh, he did come back, according to producer Luke, so that uh, was a good sign. Brett Maher, yeah, by the way, 33 of 40 coming into the game, so he missed seven all season, six of seven from 50 yards plus, 10 of 14 from 40 to 49, and 17 of 19 under 40 yards. Not too bad, and he's missed two extra points, which is, you know, a 32-yard kick, so it's not automatic. So I don't know if I'd change the kicker just yet. He's He's okay in my books. I'd keep him around. All right, when we come back, we have a number of tweets and emails to get to. Steve, Frank, Alex, Ian, stay on the line. We'll get to you when we come back. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. This is the fifth quarter on Hamilton's News Talk Leader. What a ball game in Ottawa. The Tiger Cats coming out on top in double overtime. They beat the Red Blacks 39-36 on a Brent Maher 38-yard field goal in double OT after John Chick, who's my player of the game, Forced a turnover, stripping Henry Burris of the football. Chick also had a sack in the ball game as well. I believe he had six defensive tackles, too, and he was a force all night long. Actually, a couple sacks and five defensive tackles and a forced fumble. Pretty good night for John Chick. He'll be my player of the game. Who's yours? You can call 905 645 3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email Rick at 900CHML. Dot com on Twitter at am900chml at Rick Samprin. Laura on Twitter at am900chml. Player of the game is Terrence Tolliver. No doubt. Well, for double T, seven catches, 89 yards. Had a lower body injury. Looked like he had an ankle injury, but seems to be uh, okay. At least he went to the sideline under his own power. Juanita on Twitter says this is just what we needed. Players will be back from injuries. And we will get first. We can do it the hard way. Go, Cats, go. And Mark writes, what a game. Let's salvage this season with an East final at Tim Hortons Field. Woo! Can't believe we won. At Rick Zamprin, wow. Yeah, that was a wow kind of all game. Back to the phones we go. Frank is on the line. Hello, Frank. Welcome to the fifth quarter. Hi, uh, Rick. Thanks for taking my call. I got I, I to tell you that I got to eat some humble pie or some crow because I called earlier in the show. Don't we all, but go ahead. <laughs> and uh, I really was disappointed with the defensive play up until halftime, and then uh, they uh, turned it up a little bit, which was good to see. And they made the uh, turnovers at the times that we needed them. And, uh, again, that was good to see. Offensively speaking, uh, it was great to see Gable running. Uh, great to see Fantuz get the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, great to see Tolliver. Great to see Mazzoli. Like, I mean, uh, total team effort. Uh, they uh, went into Ottawa's ballpark. They knew what was on the line. 
And uh, they came together, and uh, credit is due where credit is given, and that's to the football team. They never died. Who's your uh, player of the game? I have to give it to two players. Um, I have to pick a tie here between Chick and Santos. Okay. Uh, I thought uh, both of them did a great job tonight, and uh, let's hope that uh, the uh, momentum continues next week against the Edmonton Eskimos. And uh, hopefully we'll stay the course and uh, end up winning uh, first place. That'd be nice. Hey, thanks for the call, Frank. Thanks. Have, Have a, a good, good one. Uh, you too. Um, Andy Fantuz, by the way, eight catches, 67 receiving yards. And if you missed it earlier, yes, he broke the Ticats single season receptions uh, record held by Darren Flutie, who had 98 catches in 1998. Fantuz surpassing the 100 mark tonight. So he's your all-time single-season catch champ, also surpassing the 1,000 receiving yards mark tonight with his receptions. Uh, Jeff on Twitter, at Rick Zamper Orlando's defense gives up 36, but it's Austin's fault, right? Glad they won, but we need a new D.C. next year. Interesting. You know, Frank made mention of the defense playing a little better in the second half. They still got torched, though. For 418 yards by Henry Burris, Moses Madu ran for another 85. Burris had 20 rushing touchdowns as well. Yeah, there's a lot of injuries, but, man, they got some work to do on D. Back to the phones we go. Alex is on the line. Hey, Alex. How you doing, Rick? Hey, good. How are you? I'm really good. First of all, Yes, we got the win. It might not have been the win that we wanted by blowing out Ottawa, but we won the way we needed to, and that was playing to the final whistle, and that and um, you know that had to be double overtime. Second of all, I kind of disagree with uh, the caller Kevin. How if we put Brett Maher on the practice roster, he might not be okay with that and he you know might do what medlock did and decide to either get a trade request or say you know you guys aren't paying me enough and now you put him on the practice roster give me to another team brad maher is a good kicker he's probably the best thing that we've had this year other than you know tolliver fantuz and all the guys from last year if we were to get rid of maher we would not be where we are today I'll agree with that. I don't think the Ticats, A, are going to get rid of him or, B, put him on the practice roster because if you do, you leave him open to any other team getting him uh, sure. really for nothing. So, yeah, I, I think Brent Maher's the least of Hamilton's worries. I thought yeah, he's been he, pretty good this year. You know, he missed a field goal, but so, you know, that win was not helping him, and it was two field goals. If it wasn't for him, we would not have won the game. Yeah, you can put it both ways. Yeah, he missed a field goal, he missed an extra point, but he also kicked four field goals as well. So, I mean, he did his part. Yes. Um, the defense struggled a little bit in mm-hmm. the beginning of the game, which is usual. It's Ottawa. They're a strong team. They know how to work together, and that kills most teams in the CFL. But our offense started to come out a little stronger, and I was so impressed with Mazzoli today with, you know, he was finding receivers, he was getting out of the pocket if he was pressured. He, you know, he keeps those feet moving. And by him getting out of the pocket and finding 
a different way to get the receivers open, I think, got in Ottawa's defense, like the defense's mind, because mm-hmm. they're never sure what he's going to do. I don't but think he's sure de- what he's going to do. <laughs> I don't think he does either. Our defense in the second half got stronger, but they still made mistakes, like you were saying. We let uh, Moses Madu run too much, and these little passes that Ottawa makes, they gain like 10, 15 yards every pass. Like what happened to us last year against, with Ellingston, he made that amazing catch, and um, we got beat, and that's how they got to the Grey Cup. Mm-hmm. Who's your uh, player of the game tonight? I got two player of the players of the game. Okay. The first one is Mazzoli, All right. and the second one has to be Andy Fantuz for breaking the Ticats record and getting 1,000 receiving yards. Good call. Hey, Alex, thanks for the call. Have a good weekend. You too, Rick. Fifth quarter here on AM 900 CHML is brought to you by Wizens Law. You can uh, let us know your thoughts on tonight's ball game by calling 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email Rick at 900 CHML. Dot com On Twitter, at AM900CHML, at Rick Zamprin. Corey writes, man, Elliot is money, but Chick gave us the game with that strip for sure. So Chick is the player of the game. And Esther writes, uh, love my Ticats. Nice comeback. Team with a thumbs up emoji, a football emoji, and it looks like a guy with sunglasses emoji. Yeah, I'll go with that. A cool victory for the Ticats tonight, 39-36 in double over time. Another quick break. We'll get back to Steve and Ian when we return from this commercial timeout. You're listening to the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. And welcome back. This is the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Wizens Law on Hamilton's News Talk Leader, AM 900 CHML. We'll have the scoring summary for you in uh, oh, a few minutes. It is going to be a rather lengthy one. 39 36 in double OT. That pushes the Ticats to a record of seven. And nine, they snap their three-game losing streak. It drops Ottawa to seven, eight, and one. They're two, five, and one at home this season. That's pitiful. So the Cats are one point back of the Red Blacks, and with the win, the Tiger Cats not only clinch a playoff spot and a home playoff game, they also have officially eliminated both the Argonauts and the Alouettes in one fell swoop. We'll recap the CFL standings. Uh, towards the latter portion of the show. We'll also name our fifth quarter fan of the night, our player of the game as well. We're still tabulating votes uh, on that front, and you can uh, call or email or tweet your player of the game nominations. Back to the phones we go. Steve is on the line. Hey, Steve, how are you? Hi, Rick. I'm, I'm doing well. Um, can we all now take a big uh, semi-satisfied uh, exhale and a minor uh, smile of relief after that? thrilling game <laughs> it was pretty amazing uh pretty amazing outcome it was um, certainly uh very entertaining game to watch i'm i'm glad that we came out on the right side of it uh this week um a, a couple honorable mentions uh you know cj gable john chick mm-hmm. had uh solid games andy great you know great way to keep going in the year um my only uh point i'd like to make and it's um you know it came up at a few points in the game are some of the decision-making uh, processes that went on tonight. Uh, I think Jeremiah Mazzoli played a pretty solid game. Uh, he made some big plays when he had to and bought himself some time with his feet. But I think, uh, in my opinion, what I saw from him were a lot of balls that were pushed deep down the field when there was very little, if no separation, between uh, our receivers and defensive backs. 
I I know he's capable of big plays. Uh, he's he's shown it, but I think his decision making process a few times tonight uh, cost us. Uh, clearly, the pass out to Childs in the end zone, uh, which you know would have swung the uh, points uh, fourteen um, seven for us instead of seven for Ottawa it was huge. Uh, I did notice too that it didn't seem like Childs really came back to the ball very much on that play, but uh, decision making there seemed to be a bit suspect when guys were when he was going deep and guys were not really clearly open. All good points. All very good points. And, you know, you bring up Masoli, and, you know, he's a real wild card because we see the talent on one drive, and on the very next series, it's like, who is this guy? And that, I think that's the most frustrating thing about his his performance each and every week is you don't really know what you're going to get. Well, you're right. And, you know, you would. I'm sure that every time... You know, he forces the ball, and it's either a bad decision or there's nobody open or, at worst-case scenario, gets picked. Kent must be having the same conversation with him on the sideline, yeah. saying, look, you know, uh, you have enough experience now to know that if someone is not there, you can throw it out of bounds. You're not going to hurt the team. But when you're trying these long throws that are very low success rates, uh, you know, it's not just you taking the shot. It's you actually, you know, putting the whole team in jeopardy of losing the game. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to make a second quick point, too, and then uh, I'll, I'll get off the phone. But, sure. Uh, I, I was also uh, kind of surprised in a couple decisions with Kent again tonight. And, you know, overall, I think he's, he's a super solid coach. I, I wouldn't want to see anybody else in there with the team. I actually had the uh, pleasure of meeting him yesterday and chatting with him for a little while, and uh, I was very impressed. Nice. However, uh, when we're down by a point after scoring a touch, uh, sorry, two points after scoring six, I cannot for the life of me figure out why we're not going for a two-point conversion to tie the game uh, with maybe five minutes left in the fourth quarter, maybe a little bit less. That was, that, no, that was uh, 11.56 left in the game. Oh, okay, so it's quite a bit of time then. All right, yeah. well. But still, I, you know what? I was thinking the same thing, actually. Yeah, why not, why not tie it up? I mean, if you, if you miss it, a field goal still gets you out in front by a point. Right. Uh, going for one, you're still down. I, I don't understand that decision. I... I wish someone could explain it to me. And uh, personally, if it was uh, my choice going down to the end of the game with counting on Brett Maher to make a long field goal to put us up by three with under a couple minutes left to play, I would have given him the shot. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the kid has uh, he's, he's had the leg this year. It would be nice to give him the chance to kind of redeem himself after missing one earlier. But, you know, as we saw, he missed an extra point. Ottawa missed an extra point. There could be stuff going on with the wind down there that we don't see. Um, that was just that would just be my decision, and uh, you know someone else commented on the uh, the D. Um, John Chick came up huge when he had to. Another decision I don't really understand, and this I promise will be the last one. Ottawa's got the ball on their own two uh, two yard line with you know very little time left to play, and we're rushing seven guys when they're on the two. And Burris has been picking us apart on the hot reads and the quick throws all night. And we're rushing seven guys when they're on the two-yard line. Those those three things: the the lack of uh, going for two, the field goal, and rushing seven guys when they're on the two-yard line. Uh, I don't understand. Uh, I hope someone with a little more insight could shed some light on that. But uh, <laughs> doesn't doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. I agree. Yeah, there's some there's some instances in a ball game, and there's usually three, four, five, six you know, standout kind of plays that we can point to to say, hey, what if, or, you know, it's a good thing right. that they made that play to win the ball game. But, uh, yeah, there are right. some he- there are some head scratchers, and there were a few tonight. 
Yeah, and you know, like we we have a, such a solid staff. They they have all the experience, and yet you know this still happens from time to time, and uh, it, it doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, I've been watching this team for like thirty five years now, and I, I I don't know why that would why that would happen. But anyway, to sum it up, uh, thrilled with the uh, with the outcome of the game. We really needed a win, especially to uh, grit it out like that. Uh, very happy to see John Chick with a strip at the end. The guy never takes a playoff, and uh, it was it was good to see. Anyway, very great game, so. very entertaining. Thanks for the call, Steve. Hey, thanks for your time, Rick. Have a good one. 905 645 3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com. We got an email from Sandy from Oshweek and a season ticket holder. Uh, who writes, I don't care what anyone else says, my player of the game was Masoli. If he plays next game, I think we should just tell him to throw three or four interceptions in a row to start the game just to get it out of his system. Other than that, he can play. His biggest problem is trying to keep a play alive and wanting his receivers to pull off some kind of miraculous catch. He can say that is bad, but if not for Masoli's play, we do not win that game. Well, yeah, that's right. In the same sense, though, you know, if he does throw those picks, there's a good shot we don't win the game. I mean, the Ticats had two turnovers tonight, both Masoli interceptions. Ottawa turned one of those picks into seven points. So you can make a case that, yeah, he contributed to the victory. All 42 guys did. The fact of the matter is that sometimes his mistakes can really cost this team. We'll get into all the stats in a matter of seconds, too. Uh, But first, let's get to an email from Alan. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. Wow, what a game. This last quarter got me prancing. I never sweat so much with anxiety in my life. I need a breather. We missed some sure kicks that we didn't get for points, but Maher redeemed himself at the overtime game. Maher is all right, but maybe a Justin Pilardi pickup wouldn't be bad, too. I don't even want to go there. Allen continues to write, as for the defense, the secondary got beat quite a bit. I didn't like Emmanuel Davis playing safety when we have Daly. Any chance of Rico Murray and Johnny Sears coming back by the playoffs? I thought our front four played with pressure most of the night. Nice to see Atkinson get his first interception. Hope to see Keon Raymond back soon in the middle. On offense, I like the looks of Kendall Lawrence and receiver Kevin Elliott. Elliott was a great pickup from Toronto. Andy Fantuz was a beast tonight also. He has over 1,000 yards this year and looks great like how we played in his earlier years. Let's get our boys healthy. Caleros gets back and use Gable more like we did tonight. We got this if we put our mind to it. Calgary will rip Toronto tonight. By the way, it's 17-10 for the Stamps. If that is the case, do we clinch a playoff spot tonight? Allen, the playoff spot has been clinched. They're in. Uh, Allen's player of the game is Andy Fantuz on offense, John Chick on defense. Those are the two leaders thus far in our player of the game voting. Let's see if Kevin can uh, break the tie. Kevin, who's your player of the game tonight? Hello? Hey, Ian? Ian, yeah, that's Sorry, it. sorry, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, who's your player of the game? <laughs> um, you know what? I, it's a tough one because I'm thinking a whole defensive line because, yeah, Schick, Schick won it at the end. But we can't forget about um, Laurent's interception. Yep. Uh, Tracy had a big sack um, that was a, and they won the line of scrimmage. So it, it's a tough one. I mean, you can give it to Schick slightly because based on what he did at the end in the overtime, mm-hmm. but that whole defensive line really stepped up in that second half in overtime today. Like, they stepped up like last year and a year before when we dominated in the league. I really found that that's what they did this time. 
Um, well, hey, let's give it to the whole D-line. They played great. I was thinking the whole D-line. The okay. D-line played well. Um, I like Elliott. Elliott played well today. Yes. Uh, that was nice to see. Um, I give Mazzoli, he did well. I mean, except for those two bonehead throws that he did. He's still immature. He still needs to grow as a quarterback. And if he grows enough, he could be a – he could – I don't know if he could be a starter, but potentially a decent player – within the league, because I don't think there's any other backup that's as good as him in the league right now. So I think we got one of the best backups, considering what's going on. Yeah, um, you know what? I'd throw Travis Lule, certainly, in the mix. Um, injury prone, though. Yeah, I mean, sure, uh, for sure, yeah. Age. Uh, I'm the one that tweeted out that, uh, you know, I had no confidence in our secondary. Uh, they still played horrible in the first half. Um, because once once uh, I figured out I had a couple minutes left that they were going to at least get in the field goal range. Uh, if it wasn't for a defensive line, we would have lost that game. Um, but uh, in the overtime, what I noticed, even going into fourth quarter into the overtime, I saw a different team. They actually looked hungry, and they wanted this. And I haven't seen that in, like, probably a couple months. Like, they just looked like a different team once they were going into last about five minutes, and then going to that overtime, mm-hmm. they wanted it, and they played. I don't know if you noticed the same thing, but I noticed a different team there tonight. Yeah, it's almost like they could game. smell blood, and they said, you know what, Let, let's get this ball game. Like that, I hope that's one of the things that they need to turn that corner, because there's two weeks left. Hopefully there's, you know, four weeks, based on we get home field advantage for winning the East, that we could... I mean, this is a long stretch, peak, because uh, we haven't peaked yet at all. We get everybody back, at least by the uh, the Montreal game, we could get some momentum moving along there, because is, is, is Shears back? Is um, is, is uh, Tasker back? Is Claro's back? You know, um, is uh, Stevens back? If we got our guys back, there could be, we should be able to win this East. We should be able to take even East in the playoffs. That's uh, a good point. It all depends on who comes back and when they come back and how effective they are when they do come back. But um, there is a lot of possibility if a lot of those injured guys come back and, and play well. And Austin spoke at halftime. He didn't seem worried at all. No. He said a couple of points saying, we got to fix this and fix that. He came out very calm, very cool, and he knew that they could pull this off. So um, one last thing. Let's go to the banks then. Um Okay, was this a recreational drug or was this a steroid? Because if this was a steroid, yeah, well, it wasn't a steroid. Retest. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a. Uh, it wasn't a performance enhancer. It was a recreational drug. Uh, that, that was just a bonehead move on his part. Yep, but we didn't miss him tonight. Maybe for that missed field goal, but we really didn't miss him. And notice his pro- productivity is really tanked off in the last few games. I don't know if other teams have picked up on him. Or what? But you know what? He can't run back kickoffs or punts like he used to. I don't know if the defense or our uh, special team coordinators are figuring him out. But he's not as dominant as he used to be. It was nice to see him last week getting him back in the offense. But uh, I'm just wondering if his size is starting to come into play a bit now. Well, I think two things. Number one, he is being used a little bit more on the offense because of the injuries that they have had on offense at the receiver position. Um, the Ticats special teams unit is not the same as it was in past years, certainly not as last year. Uh, and, you know, so, you know you're know, you not going to score a TD on special teams every four games, which is what he was doing earlier this year. Uh, and last year was just 
one of those years where everything kind of came together. So I think he's still one of the elite return guys in the CFL, no doubt about that. And I think when he comes back, he's uh, going to continue to prove that. Let's hope so, because he hasn't done much in the last little while. But anyways, uh, it's good for them to win. I'm not, you know, getting my hopes up too much. At least, we, you know what, we in Hamilton should be happy for the fourth fourth year or third year in a row. We have a home playoff game that we can go to. Because for years, years, we didn't even make the playoffs. and We didn't have the opportunity to go see a playoff game. So yeah. let's at least be happy that we got a home game. Great point. Thanks, Ian. All right, cheers. Have a good weekend. 39-36, the final score. Hamilton beating Ottawa in double overtime tonight on a 38-yard field goal by Brent Maher. When we come back, we will go through the scoring summary. We will name our player of the game, thanks to all our votes that are coming in, and we'll also name our fifth-quarter fan of the night. You're listening to the fifth quarter, brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Thanks for tuning in to the fifth quarter here on Hamilton's News Talk Leader. If you missed any portion of today's program or want to recap a previous edition, go to iTunes or Google Play, download the fifth quarter podcast. You can find it online as well at 900CHML.com. A couple of tweets coming in. Juanita says, this is just what we needed. Players will be back from injuries. We'll get first. We can do this the hard way. Go Cats, go. Uh, she also writes, disagree with the previous caller. Mar has messed up at bad times, but overall, he has been great for us experience will do him well. I understand that Kevin, who made the comment earlier today, is called back to the fifth quarter, and here he is now. Kevin, how are you? Hi, I just want to... Uh, to clarify one, your comments. One more shot, one more <laughs> shot. Okay. I love the young uh, gentleman, Alex, I believe his name is. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, and uh, he's he's got wisdom. He's going to be a good... I, I bet you any money, he's going to be a good good football coach if he, takes it, if he takes that route. What I was trying to say, anyways, with Mahar, he's our guy to the end of the season. That's going to be fine for me. But I'd like to see if it's a chance. I don't know. Pull somebody off of a practice roster on another team just to give them some help on the field during practice. That's about it. Um, he has the leg, that's for sure. We're not, I'm not putting him down at any, any, any stretch. Uh, but uh, when it comes to the important small, small kicks or let's just say extra points, uh, they're not automatic now. But at the same time, um, I'd like to see them hit the uprights. And uh, maybe just a little competition at practice would uh, straighten him out to make him a better player for the future, and he would be with us for, who knows, five, ten years. Sounds good. Thanks for the clarification, Kevin. Bye-bye. Have a good one. All right, uh, email from Angelo. Hey, Rick, what a game. Almost fell off my chair after Chick made that great play. Tiger Cats ate them up in overtime. Offensive line was awesome. Fantu's player of the game. Joe writes, hey, Rick, now that was a fantastic football game. I'm currently in Disney World and took time off to watch the game. After the first half, I was starting to regret it, but I'm happy. Uh, I am uh, ever happy I watched the entire game. I was glad to see all the new guys get some great reps in. Elliot, Douglas, Lawrence, Childs were all great. Maher looked pretty rough, but uh, turned it around at the end. I think Simone Lawrence was playing Hurts. He just seemed off. Uh, hopefully the guys can start to return for a big playoff push. i got to give player of the game to John Chick with forcing that fumble and giving a huge spark. You know uh, what's... Uh, you know what? Let's give Atkinson a vote, too, for that amazing catch. I have a feeling Tim Hortonsfield is going to be loud next Friday. Oski, Wee Wee Joe 
in Florida. Phil writes, hi Rick, the roller coaster ride of a season that the Cats are putting us through continues. This team can't put together a decent winning streak. They'll probably come out flat next week and get blown out by the Eskimos. Sick of not knowing which team will show up. Phil in the hammer. Wow. A couple of more tweets coming in. John Chick is uh, the vote for player of the game from David on Twitter. We also have Jake writing in, second half D-line big plays in OT. Scott writes, huge win by the Ticats. Never give up on this team. I can't wait for another playoff game at home. Player of the game, John Chick. Abe writes, fans talking like we're going to the GC as in Grey Cup. Let's see how it goes next week. Need to play a full game against the Western teams. Uh, Masoli is the player of the game for Vic. Jake says, people got to remember that this is not a bad Ticat team, knowing probably over half of our main roster is on the injured list. Steve votes for C.J. Gable and also says, just hard to see in that downpour and the wet field reflecting off the lights. Anthony writes, at Rick Sanford, player of the game, tied between Maher and Fantuz. Corey says, Rick, how many turnovers did we have? Ticats forced four turnovers by Ottawa, two interceptions, two fumble recoveries. The Ticats scoring 10 points off those four turnovers. Sandra D has a vote for C.J. Gable, and Anthony says, with love, to Atkinson. A couple of tweets on the AM900 CHML Twitter feed. Jim says it was an ugly win, but we played some football in the second half. Thumbs up emoji, John Chick, beast of the game. I like that. Avito says that had to be one of the best games of the year. Potter writes, Kevin Elliott, big receptions when we needed them. And Vito also says, yeah, it was hard to beat. So many good storylines in that one. All right, we got a couple of minutes to go through the scoring summary tonight, and bear with me. It is uh, lengthy, to say the least. 39-36 the final in favor of Hamilton in double overtime. Chris Milo opened the scoring with a 46-yard field goal, 2 minutes 45 seconds into the ball game. Brett Maher tied it at 3 with a 38-yarder. Henry Burris to Ernest Jackson, 11-yard strike to make it 10-3 Red Blacks after one period of play. Forrest Hightower an interception for the Red Blacks in that first quarter. Michael Atkinson on the very next play batted and Henry Burris screen pass into the air and made a sensational diving interception that uh, put the ball on the uh, goal line. But Hamilton could not punch it in. Brett Maher and the Ticats had to settle for a 12-yard field goal to make it 10-6 to for Ottawa. The Red Blacks went up 13-6 on a Milo 34-yarder. Antoine Pruneau, who made 10 tackles in the game, intercepted Jeremiah Masoli at the goal line. He returned it back to the Ottawa 47. Uh, Henry Burris to Jerron Kreiner, his first CFL TD reception. It was an 18-yard scoring play, 20-6 Ottawa leads. Chris Davis then um, recovered a Tristan Jackson punt return fumble, and the Tiger Cats turned that into six points as Masoli hit Kevin Elliott for a four-yard TD, Elliott's first TD in a Ticats uniform, 20-12 to because Maher missed that extra point. Moses Madu, with five seconds left in the first half, ran for a two-yard touchdown, so they went to the locker room uh, with a 27-12 lead, Ottawa did, over the Tiger Cats. Third quarter, Jeff Matthews with a one-yard touchdown run. It was 27-18 
for Ottawa because Hamilton failed on a two-point convert. Larry Dean uh, recovered a fumble on the Hamilton goal line. That was another wild play. Darius Brooks uh, intercepted Henry Burris at the Ottawa 12, but Hamilton uh, took a penalty on the play. A holding call on Johnny Adams that forced the Cats all the way back to their own 50. Brett Maher with a 37-yard field goal attempt wide right. Settled for a single. It was 27-19 going into the fourth quarter. Masoli to Childs for 19 yards, 27-26 Ottawa. Burris to Jackson again, a four-yard TD, 33-26 for Ottawa. The extra point was missed. Masoli to Gable, a five-yard TD, tying in at 33. And then in overtime... Brent Maher with a 17-yard field goal to make it 36-33 Hamilton, their first lead of the game. Chris Milo with a 45-yard or a clutch kick to tie it at 36. Then John Chick with a strip of Henry Burris in double OT. Brett Maher three plays later, a 38-yard field goal to give the Cats a 39-36 win. They secure a playoff spot, one game back of Ottawa with two games to go. Hang on to your hats. Our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight is Steve, and our player of the game tonight is John Chick. Big thanks to Luke Vermeer. Check out the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And thanks for listening to the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML.